Whisper Podcast. Oh, sorry. Whisper Podcast may contain content that may be sensitive for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. That's better. Hello, and welcome to Whisper Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Tyler. My pronouns are they, them. And I'm Dylan Gomez. My pronouns are they, them. This is a podcast where... The fine arts, true crime, and mental health are a thruple. We bring you episode three. And today, we're going to be talking about the wonderful Frida Kahlo. And before we get started, before we jump in, how are you doing today, Zach? Honestly, I'm doing pretty fucking well. Um... I had some sun chips, uh, the garden salsa ones, and they were really yummy. Mm. Um, and now I'm drinking some bubbly, and I'm just ready to hear about Miss Frida Kahlo. How are you doing, Dylan? I'm doing really well. Thank you for thank you for asking. I of course feel I feel <laughs> fabulous. I don't. I just woke up from my nap, so I'm still like kind of weird. But I'm we're gonna you know what jump into it. What's up? I'm not gonna sit here and I'm not gonna pretend with you like I didn't also just wake up from a nap because I. <laughs> Fully did. Yes. So we are both rested. We we are both recuperated. Things are glowing. Good. Yes, thriving. thriving. Also, I just want to mention that Dylan's wearing a really cute car shirt right now that I'm like living for, and I wish that they were just showing it off on the camera. We're gonna mm-hmm. have to like post a picture of it on the blog because it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I did get it. The toddler section. Oh. Oh yes. <laughs> what are you, you a four T? Yeah, there you go. Mm. <laughs> All right, I got that so... Todd body. Anyways, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> a toddy, if you will. Anyways, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Okay, so I was Frida Kahlo. For those of you who don't know, those of you who live under a rock, for those you know not informed, yes. Hi. She is a, <laughs> she was a, a Mexican artist, a painter, feminist, queer icon. She's known for her um, beautiful self-portraits. So she created uh, four or 143 paintings throughout her life, and 55 of those were self-portraits. And she, a quote from her is that, I paint myself because I am so often alone because I am the subject that I know best. So just so you can get a little insight on how she saw her work, right? Um, before I kind of jump in further, I do want to mention my sources. I used um, biography.com, uh, and then I also used fridacallo.org, and then for the book that I use, it's uh, Frida Kahlo's I Portray Myself. Um, those are my sources. Okay, doke. Where did you get that book from, by the way? Oh, I got it from the blue, um, La Casa Azul, the museum. Her house that was converted <gasps> into a... What? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So her house, we're going to talk about this thing. But her house was <laughs> later converted into a museum. So... About her. Oh my god. Okay, I can't wait to talk about this more, but oh my god, that is so fucking cool. I thought you were going to be like, oh, I got it like at Barnes & Noble or something like that. Mm -hmm. No, you fully got it (laughs) from where it 
originated. Anyways, go ahead. Okay, so Kello was born Magdalena Carmen Freda Carlo Calderon on July 6, 1907 in Coyacan, Mexico City, Mexico. She had two older sisters and one younger sister named Christina, the younger one. She was born one year after Kello. Um, Kello's father Guillermo was a German photographer, so his arts ran in the family, uh, who immigrated to Mexico where he later met uh, Frida's mother. Uh, Frida greatly admired her father. He encouraged her to do a lot of things that were not like conventional for young girls to do at the time. She played sports, she, you know, ran around, uh, had fun. But at the age of six, Akello did contract polio. So she was bedridden for nine months. Mm, poor thing. I know, she's six, like literally a baby. Um, she did recover from, from the illness, but the disease left her uh, right leg and foot uh, damaged. So she walked with a limp. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, so pretty early on in her life, she's already encountered some challenges. Um, a couple a couple years later, on September 17th, 1925, Kahlo and her friend um, Alejandro Gomez Arias um, were traveling together on bus when the vehicle collided into a streetcar. So this is another um, situation where Kahlo's health becomes affected, right? Oh, goodness. Um, this poor girl doesn't get a break. I, no. And so Kello, um is impelled by a street steel handrail through... It went through her body. So it went through her hip and came out the other side. Oh, no. Um, she suffered severe injuries, including fractures in her spine and pelvis. Um, she had to stay in the hospital for several weeks recuperating at the Red Cross Hospital in Mexico City. Um, but she returned home later to um, her house. And it, I guess she was really bored. So <laughs> she's taking up hobbies. Um, As one is, yes. Yeah, so um, her father lent, him, let, lent her his like oil paints and brushes. And her mom commissioned a special easel so she could paint in her bed. And also so she could paint herself. So it got, it was like custom to where it also had a mirror on the top where she could see herself. Ooh. Wait, so the mirror came out of the easel? Yeah, it was on the top. So it was like, <gasps> it's this like big thing that like was put like over the bed right and there was a mirror attached to the top of it too oh my god so fancy right very cool go but, like, Frida. for her parents to do that those are i mean they pretty much like got her started in this you know painting yes right okay, and so honestly she- it's like you know, to have your parents support with some, I mean, obviously, like, you know, she was very limited as to what she could do, but to be able to have your parents support and, like, you know, want to support something like that for you, especially, like, being a girl at that time, I just think that it's so amazing, and it's, like, I feel like it really kind of gave her a foundation, you know, like, for what she wanted her life to be, so, yeah, I think that's amazing. (laughs) Definitely. Um, so in 19, 
22. Uh, she was in high school. Um, Kello met Diego Rivera. Diego Rivera was already a very famous muralist in Mexico um, and throughout the world. Um, but he was like very successful muralist and he was um, painting a mural at her high school uh, called The Creation. And they met there, she would just go and watch him paint um, this mural at her school. Um, oh my god, how romantic! Right? I don't know, like, I don't know if it was romantic just yet, but I mean, that was uh, how they did meet. Um, they later, later um, reconnected in uh, 1928, and both of them, be they began a relationship. Uh, and they were married a year later, <laughs> in 1929. Aw, cute! So, uh... <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Akello, I, I think, I know, she definitely loved him, like, um, can look up a lot of her art pieces, incorporate Diego somehow in, in them. So, she definitely had a lot of love for, for her husband, um, she followed um, Diego, like, for the first few, um, like, years that they were married. Um, he had a lot of commissions and a lot of different uh, places, and she would follow him. So um, she would go to the U.S. Like, they, they lived in San Francisco for a little bit. They went to New York City for um, Diego's show, the Museum of Modern Art. Uh, they, they never really had a conventional... Uh, marriage so the now we're gonna go, kind of go into that since um she definitely loved him but he cheated on her quite a few times um mm. and diego and frida they they lived in separate homes oh okay yeah so Wait, at what time at what time was this, uh, this was around like the beginning of their marriage they pretty much um already had separate homes but they're their house, I don't know if you've ever seen the photos, but their their homes and studios, they were, like, connected by a bridge. But they kind of, like, I don't know. I kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, it's, like, I need my space, and I don't want you in my space. So we're just going to have to, like, two totally Yes, yes. So, so that's that's how they live, pretty much. Um she, she knew that he was unfaithful, but I think what really, like, broke the camel's back, you know, like, what really did it for Frida, um, she was not having this situation. Uh, he had an affair with her sister, Christina. <gasps> mm, I know. That's, like, oh, a yikes. big no-no. Yeah, like, that's maybe. That's, like, a big, big no-no. Like, maybe don't sleep with my younger sister. That's, like, kind of gross. Yeah, so... <laughs> so, in retaliation, um, she did... She cut off most of her, like, hair. <laughs> oh. And she did... She dressed like a, a, like a man. Oh, yes. On several occasions, which is... We love a woman who... Can wear a suit, like, yes. Yes. And also, she was very, like... Even her clothing that she wore on a regular basis, like, like all of the colors, everything, um, like, the braids up in the hair, yes. everything like that, she was, 
you know, not really seen as conventional as well. It was like more indigenous wear. So yes. she just loved it. She was there for it. She didn't so, care. She was like, I'm going to do this. I'm looking yes, at yes. her uh, portrait where she had like her self portrait where like she cut all her hair. I'm like, I love that it's like this big, like clunky suit. And it's very obvious. That, like she's very small compared to the suit. And then, like, you just see, like, her cute little feet there at the bottom. I love it. So cute. That one, that painting is actually, I think it's in, it's in New York City, that one. Really? Like, um, her, like, yeah. piece that she did herself? Yeah, that, that one, the one, the, the one where she cut off all her hair. Oh, my God. Cute. I love it. I love it. The outfit, the shoes, just even, like, the seriousness in her face. So cute, right? I love that piece. I can stare at that one. It's all day. Yeah, all day, all day long. Um. So, so yeah. So she cuts off all her hair. Um. They they did. They got a divorce in 1939. Oh wow. Yeah. They, they yeah they got a divorce, but but it did not last very long it literally they were (laughs) they were remarried the next year in 1940 uh so when i'm telling you that that diego lived in frida's mind rent free like she loved him so much like this girl like if you if you see like her diaries, entries, her pieces, there's there's like there's one like she sometimes paints herself like like with Diego like on her head, you know, like yeah, like she's thinking about him like in the painting. She also has like one Diego and I. It's like a mosaic Beautiful. piece where it's like half. Oh Diego, my god, I love that. Half Rita, right? That is cute. Cute, right? I I don't know I. I love it. Also, she and Diego, like, he wasn't the only one that cheated. Yeah. No, mm. Mama was out here. She was having affairs. And she did not have affairs with just anybody. This woman was out here having affairs with with men, with women. With actresses, singers, politicians, activists. She's like, have you met me? I am Frida Kahlo. I mean, she probably didn't say it as white as I did, but... Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I recommend, if this interests you, like, to look into her uh, dating. Oh my god. Her, like, dating life is uh, fascinating. And also the, um, uh, the people that she had affairs with, like, like, icons, icons. She's an icon. Hello? <laughs> Hello. Also, um, I just want to add, like, to their marriage, it's like, I know for a second there, like, I was kind of like, Frida, what are you doing, honey? But it's like, also, I believe that when it comes to relationships, nobody knows about your relationship like you and your partner do, you know? So it's like, exactly. well, I can sit here and be like, how, how could you go back to him? He cheated on you. And it's like, you know, I feel like I have a little bit more, like, leeway when it comes to her cheating. I'm like, nah, like, you go do whatever you want. But him? No. But it's like, also, (laughs) 
who am I to say that you guys couldn't get back together? Because like you said, like he was on her mind all the time and she obviously loved him very much, you know? So it's like, as long as you're in a relationship to where you feel safe and you can look past that, then it's like, why not be with the person that you love? So yeah, Yeah. I just wanted to correct myself and check myself. So (laughs) no, no, no. And I totally, I get that. I mean, like for... We're, like, outsiders looking in, obviously, and whenever we – it's, like, easy to judge, like, a relationship from the outside. Like, we don't really know what they went through or – and also, we don't even know, like, like relationships, like, are different person to person, so – Oh, yeah, 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 and, like, it may not – like, that may not have been how you would want to be treated, but if she was out here, like, if she's like, I want to have affairs, he can have affairs, just don't fuck my sister, that's the line, I'm upset it. (laughs) That's the line, is my sister. Everybody else, I don't give a fuck. Just stay away from my family. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. Mm. Things. (laughs) Like, I feel like that was kind of, like, intended to begin with, but obviously I have to say it, so – don't fucking do that. Um, but anyways, back to what you're saying, Dylan. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so one of uh, another big thing for for Frida was always the fact that she desperately wanted to be a mother. Like she, like wanted to have a baby so bad. She felt that she was a mother. But, um, I I pointed out to you the car accident. Yeah. Yeah, and the Aww. severe damage that she, um, you know, took. Faced, yeah. Wait, so I might be jumping ahead, but it's just, like, was she able to get pregnant and then, like, she just, like, miscarried? Or, like, it's just, like, the opportunity wasn't even there for her? Um. So she actually was able to get pregnant but tragedy did strike in 1934 when she did miscarry. Um, oh, poor thing. That has to be so hard. Like, mm. I I couldn't even imagine. Like, ugh. Yeah, especially, like, wanting. Wanting it so bad. Wanting that so bad. Yeah. She, she had some, she had a lot of pets. For, like, she had her spider monkey and her dog and everything, and she would give Aww. them so much love. But it was, like, she was, like, a natural-born, um, excuse me, she was, like, a born mother. She wanted to be one so yeah. bad. So, um, it is kind of, like, oh, man. It, Nothing can like, fill that void, you know? Yeah, and I always, I always feel so bad for people, like, with, like, fertility issues and all that. And, like, that's tough. That's got to be tough. You, you got so much love to give. Yeah, especially when it's like, I'm going to have the opportunity to finally, like, you know, have everything I wanted. Like, this is what I wanted. I wanted to be a mother. And then, like, miscarrying, it's like, oh, my. Like, literally, my heart is, like, sinking into my stomach thinking about it right now. And it's like, oh, poor Frida. Poor Frida. Oh. Um, so, for for this, I have a piece I want I want to show you. Um, it's Henry Ford's Hospital. Oh, oh, okay. So, uh, this is... There's a lot going on here. Well, like, a lot and not at the same time. Yeah, so Henry Ford's Hospital is, um, Frida laying in a bed, right? And she's, she's naked in, like, a pool of blood and, um, tied to her hands connected by 
of red strings is six different objects, right? And this bed is in the middle of this like kind of industrial, I don't know, wasteland, if you want to call it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, this, I want to show you this one because it actually has a lot of significance, um, Zach, to what we're speaking of. Um, this is actually um, about her miscarriage. Ooh, wow. Yeah, it's a, it's pretty, it's a, it's an intense one. Yeah, yeah, I can see that, you know, and it's like, the colors are like, very minimalistic, but it's like, what is in the actual picture is like, you know, saying a lot. Um, I'm sure you're going to explain a little bit more what this all means, but... Okay, yeah, so... Yeah, I just, like, after talking about the miscarriage, like, I just feel heavy, and I feel like this just helps it, like, this just adds to the intensity of the heaviness. It's a heavy one. Don't worry, we'll have a change of pace. It's just, Frida okay. did, okay. did for sure have a lot of tragedy in her life, but the reason why I'm speaking so much on her tragedy is because so many people have, like, seen her iconic, colorful portraits and those just yeah. didn't come to be. This woman is extremely, like, strong to overcome a lot of oh, these things. Yeah. And she had a really funny sense of humor. And I just, I, icon. Quick question. <laughs> yes. Wait, so I was about to be like, yeah, like, she's a realist. But it's like, isn't that what everybody was, like, saying about her? And she was like, oh, I don't really see myself as a realist. Or, like, what oh, was that? Oh, okay. You're, you're, you're talking about surrealism. Yeah, a, a lot. Surrealism. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, definitely, definitely. So she actually was seen, she's seen in the art community by a lot of people as a surrealist painter. Surrealist painter, um, Zach, is like, Somebody who paints kind of from the imagination. It's not like actual. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, like it's like like the Dali's like painted clocks where they're like like melting yeah. off of the trees and stuff. Like that doesn't exist in nature. That's like a surrealist painting, right? Um, so a lot of people classify her, her stuff as surrealist surrealism but she never saw herself as a surrealist painter yeah and i mean i could see why because it's like i was I, me just looking at this i'm like she's a realist like she's talking about her pain she's talking about the tragedy that she's experienced yeah so, so like, she's trying to create like this fake fantasy for you she's like no like this is what i went through and this is what i felt during that time and this is how i was able to express that exactly yes so she actually says she paints her truth so she is a very honest painter she's not doing things out of the imagination so that's pretty cool oh my gosh thank, thank you for bringing that up that's so great yeah that's a big thing for her don't call her a surrealist uh paint don't her. call her a surrealist because she's not Mama, she is 100 painting the truth only you know um so in, in the painting, back to Henry Ford's hospital, I, I mentioned the six objects that are floating around her, right? Um, connected by the red string. So for the first one on the top, like, right-hand corner is a, a snail. She painted a snail, and that was to represent kind of how slow the miscarriage took place. Like, it was... Oh, yeah. It, That's, like, even worse... Then at the top, it it's the um the fetus, kind of floating above her. 
and then on the um, oh I'm sorry the the right hand corner is the like model it's like what what would you call that it's like um it's like a scientific model yeah like kind of what you would see in science class or like what you would see like when you go to Planned Parenthood or something like show show showing the anatomy yes <laughs> and then below is a machine but yeah that's a, <laughs> that's a machine like a machine metal thing and then below her is an orchid and this is where like Diego is incorporated into the piece um he actually gave her that orchid um and she painted it in there and then her her pelvic bone down there that has like the fractures in it so that's that's the henry ford hospital um do you know like what her reasoning was like and if you don't that's totally okay but do you know like what her reasoning was for like being like in this kind of like nowhere area but then in the background it's like an industrial like place like you can see like clouds and everything (laughs) like that so she (laughs) she this is she kind of depicts the united states oh i mean you're not wrong (laughs) (laughs) yeah it looks like that yeah yeah so um she paints the u.s like this because to her like mexico is like beautiful green vegetation you know her spider monkeys the um, hummingbirds, hummingbirds holding like banners. Oh yes, sunshine. That doesn't happen know? here in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> we got so gray clouds paints... and bad air quality. Yeah, that honestly, yeah. I think this is this took place in what Detroit? Do you know if I feel yeah. like that's where Henry Ford's hospital is? But yeah, so that's why she paints. It like this. She just missed Mexico. Oh, wait. So when she had her miscarriage, she was here, like, in the U.S.? Yeah, she was here. Oh, my she fucking God. That just, like, add, that just makes it worse. Right? Like, this is only, oh like, my going gosh. more and more down. Anyways, okay, I'm sorry. On to your, on to your next, Dylan. <laughs> so for the next piece, I kind of want to show, sen- like, her sense of humor. She had some, like, really... Like, sometimes dark sense of humor, but I mean, like, when you've gone through tragedy, it, like, like, things are just funny. <laughs> I mean, after a while, they do get funny. Like, in that moment, you're like, this shit really fucking sucks. But then later, you're like, ah, I remember. That wasn't as bad. I mean, I'm glad that it's over now, but I mean, maybe that's how she saw things. Uh, what's the next piece? <laughs> <laughs> so I want to show you um, unos cuantos picatitos. Piquetitos. Ooh, Okay. So a few Looking small, few small nips. This one she did in 1935, and her reasoning behind this piece <laughs> is because she was one day looking at the newspaper, and she saw that this guy had murdered his wife, and he murdered his wife by like stabbing her like, like a lot, like like 50 oh, no. times. <laughs> oh no! So so yeah, so it's pretty bad. And they, like, questioned him. And she thought it was funny because when they, they said, why did you murder your wife? He said, I didn't murder her. I just gave her, you know, a few small nips. Oh, my God. 
me just clarify. Him murdering his wife, not funny, but... Sir, you obviously fucking murdered her. That's not a few small nips. <laughs> yeah, so the, the painting, she kind of depicts the scene of the, like, husband kind of over his wife. And she's, like, bleeding out and stuff. And <laughs> there are the birds with the banners, of course. Oh, my God. The birds with the banners. Uh, so she kind of, you know... I, do, I I felt like I had to show you this one, Zach, since you love your yeah. true you love your true crime. I do love my true crime. This is very true crime, and it's like I'm really glad that she <laughs> she also appreciated true crime. Yeah, I, she also appreciated <laughs> true crime, and she was like, "Oh, you gave her a few small nips, did you?" <laughs> also, like you could just see like in this man's face, like he just has an assholey like smirk on him. He's so creepy. And, he is so fucking creepy. Like, I feel like I'm probably going to have nightmares about him. But anyways. <laughs> All right. So um, let's go back to Frida's life. Let's see. So she had her first major exhibition in New York City Gallery in 1938, selling about half of her of the 25 paintings shown there. So she did pretty well. Oh my god. She, yes, Frida. Yes, Frida. And she also received two commissions as a result of the show. Um, in 1939, uh, Kello, she went to live in Paris for a while. And there she exhibited some of her paintings and developed friendships with artists like Pablo Picasso. So, you know. <sighs> Just a like the Pablo Picasso. Yeah, just like a random dude, you know, in just Paris. Like some random guy in Paris, <laughs> just like creating art with somebody. That's like, wow, go fucking Frida. She's out here just making friends left and right. Really, friends, lovers. Hi. Friends and lovers. Some friends that are lovers. Hello. Hello. In uh, 1930, or oops, 1953, uh, Kahlo received <laughs> her first solo exhibition show in Mexico. I know this one is like really special to her because, oh. hello, she, Mexico, it's she loves, yeah, and she loves Mexico and she was bedridden at the time. Uh, that's her home, that's her place. Um, but she was finally getting kind of that honor. So um, she did not, she was not going to miss out on her exhibition opening. No. Yeah, no. no. How could you? No, ma'am. Um, she arrived by ambulance and they had a like, they had a bed set up for her in the middle of the gallery. So that's pretty cool. Oh, yes. Isn't that so cute? I love that. That is so fucking cute. She was able to go to her own gallery. Yes, yes, yes. So it has came to our attention that we actually lost some audio um, while, you know, editing this Frida episode. Um, next, we're, we're going to talk about the suicide of Dorothy Hale, uh, a piece that Frida did in 1939. Um, when we were looking back on the audio, I realized I, I said that she committed suicide, but Zach... Um, did inform me of some better language to use uh, referring to um, death by suicide or the fact that Dorothy took her own life. So I'm going to be using that instead. And I'm, I'm, I just wanted to state that really, really quick and just make sure like there is better language to use than to say commit suicide. So thank you for, for telling me that, Zach. That 
information. Yeah, of course. And I mean, we could really thank the Wine and Crime gals for uh, letting us know because, like, I it wasn't brought to my attention up until, like, I heard them mention it in an episode. So I, it's just the more appropriate way to discuss somebody who has taken their life or who has died by suicide. So, yes. Yeah, thank and you, it, Wine and Crime gals. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I We, lo- we love to, to be more respectful for sure, when people are, when mentioning um, situations of mental health, for sure. The painting, Suicide of Dorothy Hale. So so the Dorothy Hale was actually an actress who's a socialite that was a mutual friend of both um, Kello and Luke. She d- died by suicide um, by jumping off a high-rise building. The painting was intended to be a gift for Hell's grieving mother. Rather than paint a traditional portrait, of course, Kello had an interesting relationship with death and tragedy. She had experienced more of that than the average person, and I, I feel like Hello was a, a little more comfortable with the concept, right, than most. So Kello decides to paint the story of Hell's tragic leap and decided to gift that to Hell's mother. Wow. Um... <laughs> Yeah. That's quite the gift. Um, you know, they always tell you it's a thought that counts. <laughs> um, but, I mean, just looking here at the painting, like, even though it is of, you know, Dorothy's fatal leap, the painting, I feel like, is respectfully done. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, like, I don't think, like, we don't think that Kello did that with the intention to be like, oh, fuck yeah. you. You know, yeah, Dorothy no Hill's intent, <laughs> I feel like was used when making this. Like, you know, obviously she was doing this piece like as a, as a remembrance of Dorothy Hill. You know, so it's like Kella didn't have any ill intentions when she made this. I'm sure, um, but you know, just looking here at it, the color of the clouds are like so beautiful and they're so soft. And you know, it's like the even when she's lying on the ground, like you can see flowers on her chest, and like you know, she just looks very peaceful and you know while while she did die by suicide she looks like she's peaceful and like she's resting and something that i really like too about the painting is that she's um like how her body is like coming out of the foreground and kind of goes a little bit like over the writing because i feel like it just really helps to give dimension to the piece and also i think it's important to mention the fact that there's definitely some differences with the culture, like the Mexican culture that Frida was exposed to as opposed to, like, Dorothy's mother. Because here, like, we, like, don't really talk about death. Oh, yeah, no, it's, like, not even a conversation here. Like, it's weird to, like, it's plan not... your funeral prehand, like, to you dying, like... Yeah, it's something everyone experiences, once right and everyone's gonna experience it oh yeah for sure yeah it's not really a conversation that we have here in the u.s yeah and it's like you know obviously i can see why um frida's mom may have been surprised and shocked and maybe like even disgusted with the painting it's because i mean obviously it's her it's a image of her daughter taking taking her final leap but i feel like maybe possibly that because she is an American, and because she's been exposed to this Western culture, you know, it may have added, it may have added a little bit more shock to her because of how uncomfortable we are with the idea of death here. 
you know, and I think that this is a conversation that I want to go a little bit more in depth with too in our um, Head in the Clouds, Food in the Mouth episode. Death in the American culture is very, very interesting. Um, okay, I can't go down this rabbit hole because I will continuously go, but as you were saying, Dylan. The next painting I do want to speak about is The Two Fridas. Um, she did that one in 1939. She was also kind of in a tr- tragic space at, at the time. She had just broken off her marriage. Like, she had just divorced uh, Diego. And it's actually one of Frida's most famous pieces. And it's the one that she sold during her lifetime for the most money. Uh, it's also her biggest piece that she ever created. And it depicts Frida, two different Fridas. And how she would describe it is like the more socially acceptable Frida and the not so socially acceptable Frida. What do you think about this piece when you look at it? So looking at the suicide of Dorothy Hale and comparing it to the two Fridas, you can see a difference in the clouds. So, you know, it's like while the clouds look like very serene, very soft, very peaceful, like very um, inviting, I guess you can say, these clouds look a little bit more like dark there's a lot of depth to this picture and i feel like i mean obviously the costumes are very very bright that she's wearing but i feel like this just kind of helps to create more contrast as to what she was experiencing in that time of her life you know after her divorce with diego and you know i can kind of see here too that the frida on my left hand side is it looks like she's uh holding something it looks like she's holding a surgical tool to kind of like stop the bleeding that's already happened. You made a good point about the clouds. The way she manipulates the clouds there, it's like very like soft and airy and like like almost heavenly like clouds, right? And then in this one, they're like storm clouds. Storm clouds, that's a great way to describe it. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think it was probably kind of a depiction of what she was feeling at the time. She's like holding together, I think, like trying to stop the bleeding, right? With that surgical tool on one hand. And then the other hand, she's got like so so kind of like a can, it looks like. I and I know she was she was really into her drink. She was really into her um cigarettes, you know. She she had fun. Like, um and one of the quotes that I wanted to share <laughs> translated is that she tried to drown like her sorrows with liquor but they knew how to swim that is a really good fucking quote right um and i think that's that's what's depicted in two fridas she does describe it as like like the socially acceptable frida and that's the one where like her heart is like in half because that's not yeah like all the way her right and it's the the Frida that's like in love with her husband Diego. And then we got like the not like not so formally dressed Frida with like, you know, pretty much her legs open in this like very like masculine position, right? And her her heart is full there. Um and it's just her kind of being her her, her, I think herself, like that's her true self there. And that's just how I interpret it. But I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have interpreted different ways. But I, I wanted to share that one with you and kind of get your perception on it. Yeah. And that was a point that I was going to bring up too, was it's like, you know, how the Frida on the right, like does have her legs open. Like she made it obvious that like, you know, her legs are open and like, you know, she has a 
beverage can subtype some type of in her hand and this heart is whole so you know like this is her her true self that isn't considered socially acceptable by society um so yeah i can totally see that and i actually love this piece a lot because i feel like it really tells you like what she felt during that time after her divorce so the last piece i'm going to mention today is called the flower of life Zach, I want to get your first impressions before I say anything about this piece right here. So, I just want to say, I am one for erotic art. Okay. <laughs> like, I love erotic art to where it's like, you can't tell if you're looking at something erotic or not, but like, it's totally like what I get from this. Okay. You know? Like, I feel like I see some little, some little peen going on here. We got some, uh uterus uh some fallopian tubes maybe um we got something sprouting out of the top of this uh <laughs> wonderful creation that frida had made um but also uh-huh. okay i'm getting a lot of like these warm colors like coming from it too you know it's like these warm like autumny kind of colors that just like make you feel like hot frida one of the themes that she kind of tackles a, a few times in her life like she she definitely this is a big subject for her is fertility and sexuality and all of that and that is this this piece here uh yeah you're you're right that's definitely like i I think a depiction of a of a penis and also the female reproduction made into a flower yeah and and the color choices i mean they're they're warm I mean, it can also, like, the top, like, that definitely looks like it's, it's cum. Like, coming out the top, oh, yeah. for sure. It's <laughs> uh, so it's coming out of the top. It's coming out of no the top. <laughs> it's coming out of the top. So this, this piece kind of tackles that. I mean, like, like, this conversation is not one a ton of women were socially accepted to have. And she was, would have them. Mm-hmm. She was like. Let's talk about it. The uh, fertility and not only fertility in like the outcome of like having a baby, but also sexuality as in just just sex for what it is. You know, I think she tackled those subjects quite often. And those are probably things she was very passionate about. Like you had mentioned, like this wasn't a talked about conversation. And I see here on the um, Google Arts and Culture page that like, this was created in 1944, so it's like, you know, I can only imagine, like, how this sh- struck people, especially coming from a woman, you know? It's like, nobody was having these conversations, but I feel like, honestly, like, the areas where most people aren't comfortable, like, subject-wise, like, comfortable talking about, Frida did it. Like, Frida fucking did it, and Frida talked about it. She talked about death. Well, not she talked about, but, like, she showed death. She showed fucking fertility and you know like sex and like what that can look like and I think that she did it in such a beautiful way this is just a perception of it and this is like a great way to look at it like the way that she did it was done so beautifully there there's a quote and I I wish I knew who said it because I I I'm probably gonna like slightly misquote it too um but there's a saying pretty much that is like if a conversation is hard to have it's most likely because it's one worth having oh yeah for sure, Frida falls under that category. About a week after her 40, 47th birthday, Frida does pass away in July 13th of 1954 in her beloved Blue House. I'm so glad that's where she 
you know, because I feel like that's where she was the happiest. There's some speculation regarding the nature of her death. It is reported it could be a cause of pulmonary, uh, pulmonary embolism, but there has also been stories about a possible suicide. Frida did have some mental health issues. Um, I mean, who who wouldn't? And, uh, like, as much tragedy as she kind of went through, but she was also very, very strong. And her health issues became all consuming by uh, 1950 after being diagnosed with gangrene in her right foot Frida spent nine months in the hospital and I I know that Frida like did not like the idea of getting her leg amputated I mean who would but it was like kind of more it hit her pride too like she talks about it like like they're taking a piece of her yeah literally taking like they're taking a piece of her and it hurt her like I feel like more in her pride the fact that she did not want them to take her leg and she did not want to struggle with mobility or anything like that I think that was always something that she struggled with right so in 1953 they did amputate her leg uh deeply depressed Kella was hospitalized again in April of 1954 because of her poor health or some reports indicate that it was a, because of an attempted suicide. Uh, she returned to the hospital two months later with bronchial pneumonia. Uh, no matter her physical condition, Kello did not let that stand in the way of her political activism. She, she had her public, her final public appearance um, at a demonstration against the U.S.-backed overthrow of uh, President Hokabo Arbenz of Guatemala in July 2nd of that year. We had a powerful, powerful lady that she... Yes. She would go against the U.S. government. This girl would go against... She did not agree. She's like, I don't care. Like, I'm going to talk about it. Yes. And I feel like, you know, what a fucking inspiration for, like, years to come. Like, you know, we get to look at her now and like you know people probably then too were just like wow she really bent like the social ideology of like you know what women should be and like what they're supposed to do and this and that you know Frida did what Frida wanted and even though she was like physically sick and you know like mentally struggling because of her sickness like she was still out there and she was still going and you know like I just think that that's so inspirational to see her doing that during that time okay so uh Frida was honored um after her death in a few different manners that I think we should mention um for one she's got her face on money Zach. yes okay so on the Mexican peso the 500 pesos bill is unique because it has two portraits um, one of her husband, Diego Rivera, and on the other side, it has Ms. Frida Kahlo, um, and they are the country's most celebrated artists and personalities. So, I mean, why wouldn't they be on money? Um, yeah. And they're always huge activists when it came to a lot of different topics. Also, their involvement in politics was like crazy. So, yes, Honored with Money. Yes. That's one. There is a movie on Frida Kahlo. I don't know if you've, you've seen it. I think you're waiting until yes. after we had this segment to go watch yes. it. It's on Netflix right now. 
Um, the film is called uh, Frida. It's a 2002 film starring Salma Hayek. Um, yeah, and it was nominated for six Academy Awards Ooh. and won Best Makeup and Original Score. Yes. Okay, Frida. And what else? Frida does have a museum in her honor. It's actually her family home where she grew up. You know, the, the blue... The, the Casa Azul, the blue house that she loved so much, um, is actually now a museum. Yes, oh. It was first opened as a museum in 1958, so um, right after her death in uh, Mexico City. It has a ton of her paintings, a ton of her works, and also it has like some of her... When I went, it had some of her clothing too, and also like different like things, like like her like easels and her wheelchair and things like that so that that that's a pretty cool experience i definitely recommend that oh, that's beautiful she does also have a book um it's free frida a biography of frida Kahlo. it was written in uh, 1983 and yeah i definitely recommend checking that one out it kind of goes more in depth with um her childhood her accident um her artistic career her marriage to diego um, her association with the Communist Party and her many love affairs. So yes, <laughs> we got a little a, bit of everything. A little bit of everything. Um, so Zach, I think it's important that we, you know, talk about some foundations, our spotlight foundations for this episode. Yes. Before we do, I want to say something that I just discovered while I we were looking at the Flower of Life. So you can actually. So I'm on the Google Arts and Cultures website right now. And you can actually look at it in street view. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? So I clicked on the street view and Dylan, I'm like literally in the museum right now on my fucking computer. And like, really? Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. I thought that that was so cool. So it's like, if you guys, I mean, obviously you're not going to be experiencing it as you would in real life, but it's like, you can literally walk through the museum on Google. And I was just like, oh my God, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. It's so that's weird. That's awesome. so cool. Oh my gosh, that is so crazy that you can right? do that. Like, that is like some quarantine. That is like, some quarantine goodness. That is what goodness. We, we could we could walk through a museum right now, honey. We can walk through a museum right now. I don't even have to leave my house. But yes, as you were saying, let's go ahead and let's jump into our spotlight foundations. Um, so for me, I would really like to spotlight the trevor project so the trevor project was founded in 1998 by the creators of the academy award-winning short film trevor the trevor project is a leading national organization providing crisis intervention and suicide prevention services to the lesbian gay bisexual transgender queer and questioning community so one of the reasons why i would really like to spotlight this foundation is because as you know frida did struggle with some mental health herself and also, you know, she did have thoughts of suicide as well. So I just kind of want to go ahead and mention, you know, while sometimes these thoughts can be overpowering and sometimes, you know, that we think that it's going to be our last day and we feel like we can't live another day on this earth. While I may not know your struggles, while Dylan may not know your struggles or the intensity of how it feels, I just want you to know that you don't have to be alone. There are people out there who want to help you. And, you know, I know that you think that it can't get better and there's not really a light 
at the end of the tunnel for you and you know like I said the intensity of it can be overwhelming um but I definitely think that you will never know unless you like wait to find out um you know and stay here with us on earth because you're beautiful and you know there's so much to life to learn and to love and yeah um so I definitely recommend that if you find yourself in that situation where you're having suicidal thoughts or you're struggling with some crisis, I definitely recommend that you contact The Trevor Project. You can find their phone number by Googling The Trevor Project. Um, you can also find it on our website underneath the Help Is Here tab. And um, like I said, they are a nonprofit organization. So if you have the means to do so, I definitely recommend that you do donate to them. Um, so their website is going to be thetrevorproject.org and you can donate to them underneath the donate tab on their website. Oh, okay. So since our topic today was the arts, um, and Frida Kahlo was this lovely, um, you know, LGBTQIA person, right? Uh, I thought today's organization that I would like to, um, spotlight is the Black uh, Trans Flem Organization. Yes. Um, so you can find them on the arts business collaborative.org um, and their IG is the BTFA collective. Um, yeah, because what better way to support the community than with some arts? Yes. And let me just say, Dylan, I think that you did an amazing job on the Frida episode. I love it so much. I love learning so much about Frida and I know that people are going to probably be like, you're crazy, but I didn't know too much about her prior to this conversation, um, but I was so happy to learn about her during this and I know that we kind of just like barely caressed the iceberg of Frida's life, you know, but I feel like I just know so much more about her and I want to continue knowing so much more about her. So I'm definitely going to check out the documentary that you recommended because it sounds interesting as all hell. Um, but yeah, you did an amazing job with what you covered today. Oh, and, and it's more of like, um, the movie is more of like, you know, the reenactment of like a, a few and oh. things in her life. Yeah. It's not so much okay. a documentary. Yeah. So it is, so it's actually oh them at Salma Hayek. Yeah. Doing the whole thing. But yes, I'm so glad that you, that you loved the the little segment that we did today and yeah this is just the what the first of many um and for sure like i encourage people to look more into her life and to her work because it it's fascinating and it's still like a huge inspiration to to me and to millions of other people i think that this was a great a great episode but i look forward to all the other artists that you're going to be covering um so yeah i think you did a beautiful job today Alrighty, so next week we are actually interviewing Clear Mortify, part two. Now we're going to go more in depth uh, with his artistry and kind of inspires him, right, on a regular basis when he's writing music. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear that. Uh, it was so great having them on the show, so please take a listen to that. Um, you can find us here every single Monday, starting off your week beautifully, and we are... <laughs> Whisper, Whisper Podcast. Bye! Yay, bye!
Thanks for listening to Whisper Podcast. We're Zach and Dylan, and you can find us at Whisper Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter at Whisper underscore podcast. Visit our website and blog at thewhisperpodcast.com. Interested in chatting with us live? Send us a DM at one of the social sites or reach out at whisperwfpodcast at gmail.com with potential interviewee stated in the subject line. Cover art by Dylan Gomez. Editing by Zach Tyler. Music by audionautics.com. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Love the show? Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. We are a completely independent show, and if you'd like to give your support for the show and get a shout-out on air with a special gift, you can find us at WhisperPodcasts on Patreon.com. Zach and Dylan are not licensed professionals, nor do we claim to be. Podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. If you or a loved one are in need of immediate help, we recommend that you contact a licensed professional or a hotline pertaining to your needs, which can be found on our website under the Help Is Here tab.